Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. All right, let's talk more Buffalo Bills with 13 Ram Sports and BuffaloPlus.com's Dan oh, Fates. Oh, yes, and, and before we do that, Diggs has tweeted. Oh! Yeah, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll tell him the response. Or Let, let's, get, let's get let's yeah. get live reaction yeah. from Dan Fates on what Diggs has tweeted. Not true. I don't know who the source is, but I thought I nipped this something in the butt already. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> It's just Stephen A, you know, lighting a pipe bomb and throwing it just in the middle of one. Look, Dan, I mean, he has sources. You, me, Gino, everybody that covers this team that's around this team. We have our sources, too. Uh, I thought Stefan Diggs said that that first press conference, the first day of training camp. Yeah, I like it in Buffalo. I'm not going anywhere. I'd like to retire a Buffalo Bill. That seems like a pretty credible source. Yeah, and he didn't leave any doubt to it. I think it was. Sal Capaccio even double checked to be like, okay, wait, like he went on a question. He was like, wait, are you 100? Are you saying you want to retire? And he's like, yes, 100%. I want to retire a Buffalo bill. Like this is crazy. And also like I had friends texting me being like, is there any truth to this? Like, what are you hearing? And all I could think about was the classic Darcel Marius, Darcel Marius, <laughs> Darcel Marius, of Stephen A. Smith to, to think about what I really think about him having sources. I will say this guys, Stephen A. Smith is incredible at his job. His job is to do things like this. We are talking about him. He is very good at his job. But like you, I don't think there is any legitimacy to the fact that Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. Yeah, I, it, it's, you, we all kind of agree here, Dan. Anybody that covers this team, this seemed like it was something recycled, rehashed from minicamp, which, again, uh, good on digs that he got out in front of this. 13 Wham's Dan Fates uh, is our guest. So I'll ask you open-ended Saturday night, Dan. What did you think of the Buffalo Bills' performance? Uh, not great. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a polite way of putting it. And, guys, I will say this. We can talk about um, my concerns at right tackle. We can talk about concerns at middle linebacker, all of those things. And you guys, we have a great relationship. Been on here quite a bit. I've been known to have hot takes Ooh. Uh, once or twice. My hot take is that I have zero take on that game. Could not care less about an August preseason game for this Bills team. I know there are people that are saying, my Twitter mentions were surreal that night. One person told me that 
Sean McDermott should not be allowed back on the team plane back to Buffalo. That was where I think the delusion is starting to sink in. And I think we need to take a break, take a breath, and just remember it's August. I think what Steve Tasker, the clip you just played, is spot on. I don't think they wanted to really be there. I don't think they really cared. And guess what? It's okay because it's August and it's a preseason game, guys. Like, and, And honestly, I thought about it more. I think that the Steelers, probably a younger team, a little bit more to prove, a little bit more to play for. I think they were more amped up for the game. Oh, well, it's a loss in August. I don't know what the Bills did last preseason. I don't know what the Chiefs did last preseason. I don't know what the Bengals or Eagles did. It doesn't matter. It's August. Love that thing. Dan, uh, appreciate you joining us here, even though you don't want to talk about the Saturday game. But can we talk about the Saturday <laughs> game a little? Dan, yeah, go on. you know, the, if we're going to overreact to a bad loss, like we overreacted to a win a week prior, I mean, you know, yeah. my favorite thing about overreaction Monday during the preseason is that one week Matt Barkley should be QB2 behind Josh Allen. The next week, get him off the roster because he looked like trash. Um, yeah. Do you buy into the, the idea or the, this narrative that's building that the Bills have a problem at backup quarterback? Or are you more along the lines of, hey, look, we don't need to worry about Matt Barkley or Kyle Allen just as long as they're helping Josh Allen get ready for a game day during the regular season. All is fine. Yeah, I mean, I think Matt Barkley is fine as a third quarterback. I, I think he has proven what he is in the foot, in, in the NFL. Um, wasn't that long ago that he put up 41 points on the Jets in the Meadowlands. Like, he can be break glass in case of worst-case scenario – be able to run an offense, but they brought in Kyle Allen to be the guy in if anything were to go wrong. But I don't think there's any debate. Uh, there's no, I wonder who Matt Barkley is. We kind of all know what Matt Barkley is and, and what he does. And I was talking to some people at practice the one day, every single pass that Matt Barkley throws good or bad feels like it could get intercepted. Like it's just, just enough to the wide receiver, but the cornerback is always there. He doesn't have a great arm. He's, he is what he is. He is Matt Barkley, QB3. He's a great guy to have around the locker room, and that's kind of what it is. But I never bought into this hype of, oh, no, what, what are we going to do here? You brought in Kyle Allen, who's been fine. Again, all these guys have been fine. Um, I'm not too bent out of shape. More concerned, if I did, um, is that right tackle and middle linebacker. Yeah, right tackle. <laughs> That's uh, it, or swing tackle. I mean, just from the standpoint of, hey, the numbers aren't really great. Brandon Shell, hey, I, my heart's yeah. not in it. Oh, Tommy Doyle, another season-ending injury, and you hate to see that. But Dan, should we expect Brandon Bean to make a move uh, between now and say next Wednesday, with Tuesday being the big day where everybody kind of gets jettisoned off the rosters next week? Yeah, I'd be stunned if he doesn't add some depth at the tackle position. Um, this is kind of, though, the bed that Brandon Bean has made, and now he has to lie in it or at least try and change the sheets, But like you said, before Wednesday, because I was hoping they would add some tackle depth in the draft, and they didn't. And I think, I don't know if you knew this, but Spencer Brown had a back injury last year um, that, I don't know, they, they haven't brought it up much, but <laughs> his back injury, I think they were hoping would be kind of set him back to what he is. And again, I don't think one quarter of football proves one way or another. And I thought Eric Wood tweeted yesterday his kind of um, summary on the, uh, how the offensive line played. And it was pretty much most of the point that the Steelers play a 3-4 defense, which is not what the Bills' defense is. So all summer you're practicing against 
a type of defensive line, and then you're not you're seeing something you haven't seen, right, guys? And again, there is zero game planning in the preseason. So all of a sudden, you got T.J. Watt, you got Cam Hayward, and it gave them fits. So you're telling me that if this was a real game, you don't think they would double and help Spencer Brown? You don't think they would chip? You don't think they'd put a tight end to help him out? Like so, th- this thought of like he can't block all of a sudden, I don't believe. But my concerns were before that game that I was worried before, and now I'm still just as worried. So I think they need to add some depth. They need to add a veteran and possibly somebody that could, if Spencer Brown continues to trend in the wrong direction, possibly play snaps and protect Josh Allen. Uh, Dan, what about middle linebacker? Because I fail to believe that they went into this preseason thinking that Tyrell Dodson was going to be the answer. I don't believe that that was the plan. There had to be something more than we're going to start the season week one with Tyrell Dodson as our middle linebacker. We haven't seen him step up. A.J. Klein, you know, look, at this stage of his career, he's going to take any opportunity you get, but neither one of those guys looked like a difference maker on Saturday. You don't have Bernard. Balen Spector is playing with the fourth team. What a mess at middle linebacker what are we thinking here leading up to week one i have no idea how about that analysis for you um i think that they wanted terrell bernard to step up and be that guy and this hamstring injury or whatever he's dealing with um has kind of thrown a wrench into that plan i think they always thought that oh well if he's not ready dodson's serviceable enough he did it last season at times when tremaine edmonds was out but he just hasn't been that guy in training camp. You know what AJ Klein is? He's kind of like a Matt Barkley. Like he's a bruiser. He's a thumper. He can go out there and, 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 and get his nose dirty and, and have some hits and fill some gaps. But I don't think he's necessarily the guy that you want calling the huddle. And for Sean McDermott, who very rarely calls out players and position groups publicly, he pretty much lit a match under uh, when I was up there on Thursday last week, talking about the fact that there is room for improvement with this middle linebacker position from start to finish. And the one thing guys, I always used to joke around about when a player isn't that great. The default compliment is, well, he gets us in and out of the huddle. Great. He's great (laughs) with that kind of thing, right? That was the Tremaine thing. Oh, he's so great. He gets us in and out of the huddle. It's like, I would hope your middle linebacker can get you in and out of the huddle. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, He's saying that they can't get lined up right, that they're, he, that the middle linebackers as a whole are struggling to get plays called in. Like, that's an issue. And that's bigger to me than the offense struggling in Spencer Brown. Like, we need to have somebody that knows what they're doing defensively. Um, and I think they thought it would be Bernard. I think they said, worst case scenario, it's Dodson. And right now they are stuck between a rock and a hard place because – where you could probably find guys a right tackle that could play, you know, start a couple games this year, right? If in worst case scenario, you your middle linebacker McDermott wants them to call the plays, and that's a lot to ask for somebody to come in end of August, getting ready for the season. Well, a, a two part question: one, and it's been a pretty good draft class, right? I'm just surprised that Dorian Williams, at least they didn't like give him a day or two or a week or something. Like when you see a player of that physical ability, why not try him on the inside? But it seems like the Bills, for whatever reason, know. And does that surprise you? And then part two about the communication piece, because Dan, there were six teams in the NFL last year that, that, that used the green dot 
I'm yeah. not their middle linebacker. Could yeah. you see a Poyer and or a Hyde perhaps becoming that guy responsible now all of a sudden for getting everybody lined up? Dory Williams first. I think they're just taking it easy. I think they're doing exactly what they tried to do with Terrell Bernard. I don't think they – you drafted Dorian Williams. I don't think they were expecting him to have to have an impact necessarily this season. So I think they're trying to get him to shadow Matt Milano, kind of understand that perspective, and then maybe put more on his plate once he got more comfortable. I think they wanted to kind of limit all the things they were throwing at him at once. And it was easier just to come out and say – He's going to play outside linebacker, not the middle linebacker. That part. When it comes to communication, that was something we talked about early on in training camp. That, like, this is a defense that is built back to front. It is 100% designed, planned, executed by Poyer and Hyde. Like, as good as they are, that, that's the, the, the bread and butter of this defense. So we thought, well, that would be an easy change, right? And we also thought, hey, how hard can it be the middle linebacker when you have those two guys behind you to help you? but they seem to be struggling and Sean McDermott hasn't at least to this point hinted really anything seriously that he would have anybody besides the middle linebacker calling the plays. Dan, uh, we did get a signing today, or at least a reported signing. We're getting reports that free agent running back Ty Johnson is planning to sign with the bills. Do you take that as Ty Johnson is going to get a lot of work in week three of the preseason for the Buffalo bills before getting cut? (laughs) Or do you take that as, Damian Harris hasn't been on the field yet this preseason, and maybe that knee is a little bit more concerning and problematic. That was what I took took it as. I appreciate your thought of the sacrificial lamb for week three of the preseason. (laughs) That's right. Because it it brought us back to, we were talking about that, saying that, like, just bubble wrap Josh Allen and ship him off to the Meadowlands, you know? Yeah. And we go, remember when it was Matt Leiner and John Woodford and some of these other guys that came in for quarterbacks that week? like the Rex Ryan era. And they were like, this guy hasn't learned anything, but we brought him in here Thursday and he's going to play all four quarters. That's right. Of the preseason game. Um, yeah. Ty Johnson. I can't really uh, give you an analysis about what I think about him, but my first thought was maybe this Damian Harris injury is just kind of lingering longer than they were hoping. And that he's probably not going to see any carries again. And so whether you're going to go with Mims, obviously the Damian Murray has been pretty solid, um, he's a guy that I, I actually got to, we, we heard from him last Thursday, really insightful guy. He's the oldest running back in the NFL, like kind of crazy. And he takes pride in the fact of being a bigger guy. He's a massive, massive individual. Um, and so maybe this Ty Johnson is a great glass in case of emergency, but I think he may just be the guy out there for the final preseason game and to make sure that Harris doesn't even try and force to come back early. 13 Rams, Dan Fates is our guest. So one more preseason game, and maybe, I don't know, like if you had a guess, maybe 50, 51 uh, of the roster spots they already know at, at this time. Dan, uh, finish the sentence here. The toughest decision for the Buffalo Bills at cutdown day will be blank. Defensive end. I, I think they need to make a decision on maybe they can move somebody late here. But, guys, I have not seen anything from A.J. Epinesa at all in training camp in the preseason. Um, It's also difficult, too, when you think about it, as you're looking at some of these defensive ends. And you also know that Von Miller may not be ready, but he will be ready soon enough. So how many defensive ends are you rotating? I know this sounds crazy, but, like, Jonathan Kingsley, I feel like, has flashed more than A.J. Epinesa at camp in preseason. Cameron Klein. Yeah. Like, like, name... 
throw a dart at that group, and that person has probably played better and made more flashes than A.J. Epinesa. Yeah. To me, on the first game, he was getting just dominated by a below-average Colts offensive line, and it wasn't because he was getting double-teamed, guys. Like, And then I saw him look slow, out of place in the second preseason game, and like I said, I like the guy, but it just seems like it's not going to work and Boogie Basham has played better than I think we were expecting this preseason, and he's showing more versatility. So it's going to be one of those things where you talk about it's a tough decision for Bean because I think the easy thing would just to keep him and to keep the guys that you spent high draft picks and draft capital on, but at some point, don't you have to just cut your losses and say, I messed up, this guy isn't it, and we got to move on. So it's at what point do you swallow your pride if you're Brandon Bean on some of these draft picks that have just kind of swung and missed? Dan, it's our annual uh, debate as to whether or not this team should or will carry six or seven wide receivers. And Andy Isabella was reclaimed from the scrap heap and has shown up pretty good this preseason for the Buffalo Bills, so much so that we're kind of wondering, is he making the team or is he practice squad? We see Justin Shorter do what he did. He had had a nice game in Pittsburgh, one of the few bright spots for the Buffalo Bills. They carry in six, and who makes it over Shorter and Isabella? It's Shorter, right? Yeah, it's Shorter. Um, And it's probably because he's on scholarship. As Thad Brown, you know, said to me the other day, which I thought was a very creative way of putting it. Um, yeah, he, he flashed well. And again, I know Andy Isabella is, you know, the Brandon Riley. He's the Christian Wade of, of this preseason. Um, he's flashed. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've just seen this. I've seen this before. I guess I'll just put it that way. Justin Shorter is six foot four. He provides more. Um, Isabella is fast, but. I still think he's the third slot receiver behind Shakir as well as Hardy. And for everybody saying how much he's a veteran presence and all these things and Annabelle Isabel is better on the league. It's not great when you have 33 catches in four years or 43 catches in four years in the NFL. Like, and when he made it to the Ravens last year, everybody goes, well, he hasn't really gotten a chance. He was on the Ravens and the Ravens wide receiving room wasn't really stacked last year either. And he couldn't get on the field. Sometimes I think we want and hope these things turn out to be something more, that the Bills find this unbelievable diamond in the rough. More often than not, it's just, it's just rough. 13 Lambs, Dan Fates giving us a few minutes. And how has your sleep been, buddy? Oh, these last yes. Congratulations, Dan. Publicly for the Thank first you. time joining us in the sports bars, adding another, another baby girl to the, to the Fates clan. Yeah, I will say my daughter is sitting next to me right now, my older daughter, my three-year-old daughter, as she's on her tablet drinking apple juice like a good girl, um, the fact is is that she has been phenomenal. She's loving being a big sister, and it's helping Renee and I. Um, I just forget how tired you are. Like, yeah. it, it, you for, like, I'm just running on coffee, and then I'm just jittery from all the coffee because it's, it's just waking up. It seeds. It's, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's great. Not the best time for somebody that covers an NFL team to have a child. Hand up. We'll admit that. But um, it's great. And so, yeah, figuring it out. As my wife and I like to say, we are surviving. We are not thriving. We are just surviving one day at a time. Well, we we, uh, welcome you into the hashtag girl dad club. I've been saving a seat for you, Dan, and uh, it's it's good to have you as uh, as part of our 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 little uh, secret society here. Something to be really proud of, and uh, man, it's it's just fun to watch it all happen and unfold before our eyes. Really happy for you, bud. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys. Also, Buffalo Plus YouTube channel just got done recording a video about why not to panic. I think there were a lot of people that were panicking 
after the first preseason game. Maybe it's just Saturday night and everybody was just kind of caught into it. I, I just I, I went back to thinking about Aaron Rodgers and him saying R E L A X, and that was during the regular season. And like my thought is, if the Bills would have offense would have drove down the field guys and scored three touchdowns and averaged eight point yards per per play, would we have thought Super Bowl? No, because it's a preseason. So don't t- don't get too caught up in the high. Don't get too caught up in the low. Let's get to the regular season and the metal ends. Then we can overreact after week one. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much. Let's do this Go again. Yeah, he got it in there. You got it in there before you could hang up on him, Gino. I, what I do you think not, of that? I have not hung up on him. Can I, <laughs> when, when, when do I get to hit the button? Dan, are we cool? Yeah, you're good. All okay. set. Thanks, thank guys. You. you got it, Dan. Take care. If you were not with us months ago, I immaturely hung up on Dan. I admit that now. Again, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, Dan, appreciate it. And uh, look out this week. LGM, good talking to you, Dan. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gee. No, no, you (laughs) social misfit. No. We want to have Dan back on with us. Now, you just hung up on him. I didn't hang up on him. Now you see. Now, now anybody that wonders, why do I call Gene a social misfit Mets fan? Now you see the disrespect. He was going to get his Braves propaganda out over the air. I will text him. I will apologize. Gino, if there was a turning point in this Mets season... It coincides with you hanging up on our guest, Dan Fates, earlier this season. That was the yeah. turning point. It all went to hell after you hung up on Fates. Wasn't that, that was in May, I want to say. And then June was a disaster for the, 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 the point where like, okay, 4th of July is here. The season. Karma's over. a real thing, man. Karma's a real thing. You hung up on him I, and everything went to hell for your team. I didn't really mean to hang up on him. I meant to cut him off at the yeah, right time. Yeah. And he was, uh-huh. But this time I made sure Stefan Diggs has tweeted again. Oh, so, so more again, tweets, multiple so more tweets. tweets. So if you're just doing in uh, his response to Stephen A's report, 100% not true. I don't know who the source is, but I thought I'd nip this blank in the butt already. <laughs> yeah. This is the follow-up tweet. Rocking with my dogs, Bill's Mafia, heart emoji, heart emoji, through and through. Yeah. I mean, did you get any sense, even on a bad Saturday preseason game, like Diggs is talking with Sherfield and Allen on the sideline, you get to see some of that. Like, they're fine. This is not a story. If you went to training camp, if you were checked out, you wouldn't have been acting like the Diggs was just so into every practice. He was was into every practice. Every practice. I, I say it. All the time, like I, I know everybody loves Josh Allen. Steph Diggs is the best football player on this team. He is the best football player on this. Steph team. Diggs, we could debate that. What's not debatable? Oh my gosh, I did the wind horse thing again. I stopped doing that. The two fingers in the air. What's not debatable? Danger is that the guy who's going to hold everybody accountable is Diggs. That's right, leader, leader, competitor wants to win. I'll drink to that. Is next in the sports bar. We got some takes on tap. Yeah. So I have. An easy I'm Becky Well Gene here. No. I've got a pick here. Like which team everybody is in love with. Great quarterback. Winners, winners, winners. No, I'm gonna tell you bet the under and I'm gonna lay it out. And uh yeah, that's it, it'll be an easy play if you're in the futures here. Also, and if I'm allowed to have an NBA take here, I want to weigh in on this idea that James Harden and Daryl Morey, this fight. If the commissioner had any backbone, but what what Harden 
put on social media over the weekend. I don't know if you caught this or not, Danger. It's unbelievable. Trying to ignore what James Harden says in social media. Be personal. Um, I, uh, I'm i not going to completely dismiss this report that uh, Ty Johnson is signing with the Buffalo Bills as, oh, he's just going to be a body for week three of the preseason. There's some reason to believe there might be more to it, and we'll explain that. And By the way, it was this time last week, right around this time, that, that I was talking about the Dolphins being a disappointing team. Now I I know he no showed one up. cares. Nobody no one cares, cares. No one when cares. I'm right. But man, did did Tua look good on that pick six he threw with his first pass of the preseason? Wasn't that wonderful? Didn't he look great? I'm telling you, the guy can't make all the throws. And smart defenses and defensive coordinators will know how to stop that offense. I'm calling a stop the hype. On the Miami Dolphins as well. That's all coming up next. I'll drink to that as on the way. Get off. In the sports bar. Danger and Battaglia on the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A U D A C Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 